is war in the spirit. Your God-given, God-guided resource for all things truth and all things kingdom based on the word of God and the influence of the Holy Spirit. Stay tuned for this week's spiritual truth. Hey, spiritual warriors, welcome back to War in the Spirit podcast. This is Faith Cawthon Green back for a brand new episode of War in the Spirit. I'm excited to bring this episode to you. I think it's going to change the perspective and help some people transform their perceptions and ways of thinking around today's topic. So I'm really excited to bring this to you. It is season number eight, episode number two, entitled The True Source of Oppression. I'm going to talk about the true source of oppression today. But um, I want to just start by defining oppression. And um, so Merriam-Webster says that... um, One definition is unjust or cruel exercise of authority or power. The continuing of oppression. It says something that something that oppresses, especially in being an unjust or excessive exercise of power. And so, as I was sitting with this and thinking about oppression, um, You know, what I really realized is the true source of oppression is us. It's in our mind. Because, you know how they always say, people can only do to you what you allow them to do to you. And so when I think about that, it's it's an unjust or cruel exercise of authority or power. See, the thing is, nobody, nobody, has authority or power over you that you haven't given to them. If you don't allow them to have any authority or power over you, then they can't exercise it. It's only when we grant people authority or power over us that they can exercise it over us and oppress us. We allow ourselves to be oppressed because we don't know our own authority or our own power. And I talked about this in my last live where I was talking about speaking to the storm and I was talking about how sometimes God puts us in a storm to show us how strong we are, how powerful we are, and that we have authority over the enemy. And so oppression is really the source of oppression is us because people can only do to us what we allow them to do to us. The enemy can only do to us what we allow him to do to us. He has no authority. See, see the, the definition says unjust or cruel exercise of authority or power unjust that means it's not just for him to exercise any oppression over us it's not just for people to exercise any oppression over us but when we succumb to it when we allow ourselves to yield to what people throw at us that's the true source of oppression and and the the second definition of oppression in Merriam-Webster says a sense of being weighed down in body or mind you see the source of oppression is in our mind because we allow people to control so many things in our lives 
And as I was sitting with this, you know, God was giving me a revelation about this. And, and you know, I always say the place of growth is a place of discomfort. And um, in all, if many of you have heard my testimony and all the things that God has put me through and all the things that he's required me to do and all of the, the spaces and places that I've been in that have been uncomfortable, what I realize is the reason that they were so uncomfortable is because of people. Because I was worried about how people were going to respond to what God was having me do. How people were going to uh, uh, uh uh, what they were going to say about what I was doing, about what their perception was going to be about what I was doing. And and what I realized is that growth doesn't have to be uncomfortable. It's only uncomfortable because we care so much about what other people think. It's, it's, it's only uncomfortable because we care so much about the validation of other people because we worry so much about their opinions. That's the place of true oppression. The sense of being weighed down in body or mind. And in our mind, we're constantly thinking, oh God, if I do this, what are they going to say about me? What are they going to do? What are they going to think? We worry way too much about what people think. We worry way too much about what they say. And John 8.31 says, So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The reason that we cannot be free oftentimes, the reason that we, we operate in oppression so many times, and not just when I think about oppression, I'm not just talking about, you know, policing and, and, and racism and, and discrimination and all that stuff. I'm talking about oppression in your day-to-day -day life. There are things that weigh you down, that you allow to weigh you down. There are people that you allow to weigh you down because you care too much much about what they are going to say or what they are going to think about what you are doing, about who you are, about how you are living your life. I don't care who they are, parents, aunts, uncles, boss, friends, whomever. We worry too much about the validation of other people and that's why we live in the space of oppression so much. That's why we carry so many chains around. That's why we have so many strongholds because we're constantly worried about what are they going to think? Oh God, if I do this, if I go against the grain, what's going to happen? What's, what are they going to think? If I do something different, if, if I step outside of the box and do something that people are not used to seeing, what in the world are they going to say? And we live in that space so much and we become oppressed by it. So therefore, we allow other people to exercise authority or power over us and what we're doing in our lives. That's true oppression being weighed down. And, you know, you know, I, I tell people this all the time that, you know, we often want to validate or vindicate ourselves when um, when people create a false narrative about us or when people think a certain thing about us. It's not true. We feel this need to 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 correct them. We, we feel this need to 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 
defend ourselves but there's a reason that God says he is the vindicator there's a reason that he says vengeance is mine it's because he's supposed to be the defense we're not supposed to even be worried about that we're supposed to get to the place where we trust God so much to say you know what you're gonna speak on my behalf you know what I don't even need to go to that person I don't even need to dispel all these falsehoods about myself because it has no control over me it has no authority that person that situation has no power over me I will not be oppressed by it you see I tell people all the time the truth has to be enough the fact that you know the truth and the fact that you operate in the truth is the thing that has to be enough to set you free because everybody ain't always going to embrace the truth about you and you know what that's okay Everybody ain't always going to feel a, a certain way about you. Every People are going to have their own opinions about you and they're going to judge you. They're going to misjudge you. And that's okay. Because eventually God is going to expose the truth. What is done in the dark will come to light every single time. And it says, uh, Malachi 3, 5 says, Then I will come near to you for judgment. And I will be a swift witness. God is going to be your character witness. God is going to be your character witness. You ain't got to worry about the falsehoods that people are spewing about you or things that they're saying or whatever they feel about what you're doing. You ain't got to worry about that. It says, then I will come near to you for judgment and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, the adulterers, against those who swear falsely, those who oppress the wage earner in his wages or the widow or the orphan and those who turn away the stranger from justice and do not fear me says the Lord of armies see God is going to fight for you God is going to dispel the falsehoods God is going to speak for you God is going to vindicate you God is going to avenge you you ain't got to worry about doing it yourself that's where we get oppressed because we're constantly going oh God what are people going to think oh God what about my body image we, we create all of these I, I was thinking about that to myself the other day and thinking about who decides what pretty is? Who decides what attractive is? Who decide who decides that? That's relative. And why do we care so much about what other people think about whether I got long hair or short hair, whether I wear makeup or whether I don't or whether whether I walk in faith or whether I don't or whether I got something to say that's different from everybody else or whether I move with the crowd. We live too much in the space of allowing other people's opinions to oppress us and it weighs us down every single day and I'm telling you today to set yourself free because those people have no authority in your life the enemy has no authority in your life it don't matter what they say it don't matter what they think if you the only the only person's opinion that matters is the good Lord himself I don't care if it's your mama it's your daddy you know I've been talking to a lot of people about parents and, you know, we, we all grow up in this space where we want so much to please our parents and we want so much to 
not disappoint them and sometimes we live in their shadow constantly even when we get to adulthood constantly trying to find a space where we can please them and where we don't disappoint them and we where we can become what they want us to be meanwhile we're abandoning what what our own purposes for our lives and we you know sometimes parents don't know what's best for you and that's the truth Sometimes you just got to go to God and say, show me the truth about what I'm supposed to be doing in my purpose. And then you know what? You got to be bold enough to walk in that thing and not worry about what other people are going to say about it. Do the thing that makes you that 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 you're passionate about. Do the thing that makes you happy. Do the thing that makes you feel fulfilled. Who cares what other people think? Who cares if your parents think it's a dead end? Who cares if they don't think it's a real career? Who cares if it's not a traditional path? Who cares if they don't think it's a real way a a a, a real uh 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 way to make money or whatever? Who cares? They don't validate you. God does and as much as we want to honor our parents and our families and our elders and the people in our lives who we respect and we love we still gotta walk in our own identity we cannot live in their shadows anymore we cannot be oppressed by those old perceptions those old my this is a new day we don't live in the same day that they lived in we don't live in the same world that they lived in. They might say, oh, ain't nothing new under the sun. But the world is constantly changing and moving and shifting. And the way that we respond to it has to change and move and shift in the same way. The same is true with the church. The church don't want to change. The church wants to stay in this old tradition, in the old ways of operating. And it ain't working because people ain't getting saved. But we don't want to change. And us as the, the new generation, I say newer generation because we ain't new. We Well, for me, in my generation, I'm not young. But we have to live in the space where we're okay with doing something different and not being oppressed by the thoughts and the perceptions and the mindsets of other people. Sometimes you got to walk in your truth and know that it's your truth. Because God don't always reveal his vision to you, to other people. And there's a reason for that. He's given it to you for a reason. He's, he's, he's granted you a territory for a reason. He's given you an idea for a reason. He gave it specifically to you. And he didn't give it to those other people who got their opinions and their thoughts about it. There's a reason that he didn't give it to them. Maybe it's because they don't have the faith to carry it. Maybe it's because they don't have the boldness to, to walk it out. Maybe it's because they don't trust him enough to do something different, to step out of the box, to step out of the crowd, and to be seen in the spotlight. Maybe that's why. And you have got to stop worrying about what they think what people think in general we live so much for the validation of other people and you know I was thinking about this in 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 all of the things that I've done the reason that as many times as I've walked in faith and in as many spaces as I've gone into and as many things as God has had me to do I was sitting recollecting about that this morning and I thought to myself the reason it was so hard was because I ain't seen nobody else around me do that.
And because I had seen nobody else around me do that, I felt like, oh God, everybody's going to say, you wrong, what are you doing, that's weird, that don't make no sense, that's not practical, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. And you know what? That was the truth. I was worried about what are they going to say? Oh my God, all the, people ain't moving like this anymore. People ain't doing this. People going to say, oh, that's not God. You know, God, you know what they say? Oh, you're supposed to be a good steward. No, I'm supposed to be fully obedient. And sometimes being fully obedient doesn't look like what you think it's supposed to look like. Doesn't look like the practical thing. Doesn't look like the worldly thing. Doesn't look like the norm or the normal routine. And I had to break loose of worrying about what are people going to think? And it, it made me so uncomfortable in my process of growth because I was constantly going, oh, Lord, people going to think I'm crazy. Oh, Lord, people going to say this ain't God. They ain't never seen this before. They, you know, this doesn't make sense. And I had to really just break loose from worrying about what people thought was going to make sense or what people were going to say. I, I got to the place where I just have so much peace because I don't care. I don't care what people think. You know, I talk about celebrities all the time and, and, and famous people and how I feel like they live in oppression every single day because so much of their lives they've allowed not that it has to be like that but they've allowed to to hinge on the opinions and the thoughts of other people whenever they do something or say something it's on social media and and twitter going crazy and 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 people are out here going oh you said that and that didn't make no sense or that was wrong or today you what what they say on project runway one day you're here and the next day you're out that's how the world operates. One day you hear and the next day you can be out because you're constantly worried about what other people say. But my Bible says that God can open a door that no man can shut. And so if I live in that space and I operate in that space, then nobody or nothing can oppress me because I'm living in the space and the territory that God granted to me because I'm doing the thing that God told me to do. It don't matter if other people don't agree with it. It don't matter if they don't see the vision. It don't matter if they don't believe in it. It don't matter what they say. Because if God opened the door, no man can shut it. If God set the table, no man can take it away from me. No man can, can keep it from me, can keep me from my seat at that table. But we, we are the ones that allow ourselves to be oppressed because we don't allow and trust God to fight for us. We live in the space of worrying about what other people are going to say or what other people are going to do. And that's a trap of the enemy to keep you from walking in your God-given purpose, to keep you from taking that leap of faith, to keep you from starting that business, to keep you from, from stepping out into that project or that ministry or whatever God is calling you to do because it don't look like what you see around you or you're afraid or worried about what other people are going to think and I'm telling you to step out of that oppression right now it's in your mind because the people around you can say whatever they want to say but they can't block what God wants to do in your life so let them talk who cares let them talk what's it going to do 
because if God ordains something for your life no matter how much falsehood people spew no matter how much they try to defame you no matter how much they try to speak against you or talk about what you're doing they can't stop it and they can't block it because this God's space and it's his territory and can't nothing stop God period point blank that's it so don't live in the space of oppression where you're moved and blown by what people think every single day uh-uh be steadfast and unmovable and allow the truth to set you free don't be like the world worried about what what the comments that you're getting how many likes how many shares how many people got how what people got to say and and today well i live in this space but tomorrow i said something that everybody thinks is bad so now i'm canceled that cancel culture that ain't how god operates can't nobody cancel you unless he cancels you i don't care what they say or do if he opened the door can't no man shut it so stand in your authority walk in your authority walk in freedom and let the truth set you free live in your truth knowing that God gave you a thing to do that God called you to be something or to do something or to go somewhere to break something down to God don't do nothing that goes with the grain and so if if we are all afraid to go against the grain because we're constantly worried about what other people are going to think or we're constantly worried about what other people are going to do or we're constantly looking for the validation of people, we ain't going to be able to accomplish his purpose because we are afraid to go against the grain. And God is not going with the grain. That's just not who he is. He ain't a small scale God. He ain't a follower. He is the one and only I am that I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. So if you can't get on board with doing something different, how will you walk in step and in tune with his purpose and his will for your life? Because God is not a follower. And his children are not followers. His children are leaders. They are warriors. And he has called you to a position, to a place, to a territory, to shake something up. Because the systems that are in place right now, they ain't of God. Those things are of the world. And if you're not willing to go in and do something different... And not worry about what people are going to say about the fact that you're not going with the crowd. How are you going to be in, will, in his will? How are you going to be in his purpose for your life? How are you going to take your post in this earth for the kingdom? We all say, oh yeah, I believe in God. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. But many of us are not willing to step out of the box and do something different as per according to what God's will is for our lives. Many of us just want to stay in that comfort zone and go, well, you know, I'm going to go through this day-to-day -day routine and I'm going to live in this space because that's what society says I'm supposed to do. That's what society says is success. That's what society says is necessary in order to survive. 
But society ain't your provider. Society ain't your father. Society isn't your counselor. Society isn't your wisdom. Society is not your master, your Lord, your savior. God is. And he has something for you to do that's different. That goes against the grain. That's going to shake up the, the current system. That's going to shake up the status quo. And you got to get out of the space of the oppression in your mind of worrying about what other people are going to think, what they're going to say about what you're doing because you're looking for that validation. But listen, the validation of people is fleeting. One day they might be with you and the next day they're going to be against you. But God's validation is sustainable. If we live and operate in the space that he has for us to operate in, if we are obedient, if we walk in our purpose, if we embrace his will for our lives, that validation is sustainable. He validates you. He vindicates you. He avenges you. You ain't got to speak on your own behalf. Mm-mm. It says he will be your witness. Just like you know, people try to come against you. It makes me think about a court. I, th I always talk about the courts of heaven. And the enemy will try to put you on trial. And he will try to bring evidence against you. Just like in, in Job where his friends were like, oh, you know, you must have done something wrong, Job, in order for God to do, do this to you. And Job cast his friends out and was like, mm -mm, I know God is about to vindicate me. I ain't worried about this. So it's like being put on trial. The enemy will put you on trial and make you believe that whatever God is calling you to do is not right. Or whatever God is calling you to do because it goes against the rain. It doesn't make any sense. He wants you to fear. He wants you to worry. He wants you to live in that space of oppression in your mind to keep you from going forward and executing the thing that God has called you to do. But see, God is going to be your character witness. See, he'll let the enemy uh, question you and, and cross-examine you and do all of these things. But at the end of the day, when God stands up to speak on your behalf, any evidence that the enemy thought he had against you is going to be null and void he will vindicate you but you just got to trust him stop worrying about people you know there's this Jonathan McReynolds song that I love it's called people specifically and he says it's you said God you said you can heal me from anything but what about people people can you deliver me from people and he's like lying people, deceptive people, you know, all of these things. And I'm like, man, that's so powerful because that's really the source of so much of our pain, so much of our wounds, um, so many of our afflictions come from our interactions with people. And when we get to the space of understanding that people are not the be-all and end-all in our lives then we can be set free of that now i always use this analogy that that god gave me it's like baking a cake you know when when you bake a cake you need you need flour and you need butter and you need sugar and and you need you know other ingredients like maybe vanilla depending on what kind of cake you're making you need eggs those are the main ingredients in your cake so think of this cake as your life 
If you bake people into your cake, when they do something that you don't like or when they do something that hurts you or when they do something um, that, that angers you, then your cake doesn't taste as good because then those people or when they leave your life or when you lose them, the cake doesn't taste as good because now what? Your cake doesn't have eggs. Let's say those people, you baked them into your cake and, and they were your eggs. So now your cake don't rise. Or or they were your sugar. And so now your cake ain't sweet. It makes your life less enjoyable when you bake people into your cake. But see, here's the thing. God wants to be all the main ingredients in your cake. He wants to be the eggs, the sugar, the butter, the flour. He wants to be all the main ingredients. So... He wants to be the source of everything you need. Your love, your peace, your joy, your vindication, your validation, your, your, uh, uh, your peace, your wisdom. He wants to be all the main ingredients in your cake. So that when people let you down, your cake still tastes good. See, the people are supposed to be like the icing on your cake, the decoration. They're an additive to your life. They're not supposed to be the main ingredient. God is supposed to be the main ingredient so that when you lose something or someone in your life, your cake still tastes good. But see, if we if we allow people to be the main ingredients when those things are removed or when they hurt us or when we're wounded by them, our cake don't taste as good. But if you allow them to just be the icing, the additive, you let God be the base. You let God be the main ingredient and then you put the people on the top. Okay, you know what? You're an additive. But then what happens? If you remove decorations from a cake, the cake's still going to taste good. It might not look as pretty as you want it to look. But it's still going to taste good. It's still going to be enjoyable. And that's what God wants for your life. He wants to be the main ingredients in your life. And for you to allow people to just be the additive, the decorations, the little plus sum in your life. So that when people let you down, because they will, it's inevitable. We're imperfect. All of us are. It's inevitable. When they let you down, when they hurt you, when they leave. When they pass away, whatever happens, because you've baked God into your cake, because you've allowed him to be the main ingredients, it still tastes good. You know, I've got this picture of my dad behind me. I, I, my dad my dad passed away um, January, January 21st, and it was unexpected, but... I realized all this time that God had been preparing me for it because he had been teaching me how not to bake people into my cake. He had been teaching me to trust him to be all the source of all the things that I need. And my dad, everybody that knows me knows I was, I am the a serious like daddy's girl. Like my dad we had a great relationship and I love him so much. He was my friend, my confidant, my, my playmate. We, we had great times together. We had great conversations. He was my supporter, my cheerleader. And when he passed away, 
I wasn't broken from it. It didn't make me fall apart. I was sad and I miss him and I love him desperately. And I wish that he could still be here. But losing him did not make my cake collapse. Losing him did not make my cake taste any less flavorful because God prepared me. He required me to bake him into my cake. And my dad, I, I, I used to say this all the time because God used to tell me, God told me, he said, you trust your dad, your earthly father, more than you trust me. That was some years ago. And, and he took me on this journey to push me to trust him in the ways that I trusted my earthly father because he knew eventually he wasn't going to be here. And when he wasn't here, God did not want me to fall apart because I was depending on my earthly dad to be all of the things to me that God should be. So now that he's gone, although there's a space in my heart that will miss him, I don't feel empty. I don't feel a void in my life because my father, my earthly father is gone because my heavenly father filled in that space. And so we have to come to the place where we can be set free enough to trust God to be all the things that we need in our lives and not live in the space of oppression, of loss, of void. Because we're relying so much on people to fill a space that they're not even equipped to fill. That only God is equipped to fill. So, the true source of oppression is here. It's here. Don't allow it to be. Don't allow it to be. Take back your power and your authority from, from those people in your life that you have baked into your cake. And let God be your eggs, your butter, your sugar, your flour. And let those people be the icing on your cake. So your cake still tastes just as good. That's the word that God had for me to share. I pray that it gives you some peace that that you find your own truth through it that that you're set free through that truth and that you can move forward in your life and embrace more of what God has for you because you're not worried about people I love y'all um all right I'll see you next time bye as always, thank you for tuning in to War in the Spirit. I pray again that something that was said will push you closer to God or help you to have a greater understanding of yourself, your kingdom identity, and in Him and who He is for you. 
Um, if you would like to follow me on other platforms, you can find me on YouTube at War in the Spirit Live. You can also find me on Instagram at Faith underscore Cawthon Green and on Facebook at Faith Cawthon Green. Um, I do different content on different platforms and sometimes I do the same. Uh, I'll spread it across the same platform. So you might find something that you haven't heard before on my other platforms. If you feel led to sew, you can do so at Cash App Dollar Sign War in the Spirit or at Venmo War in the Spirit 12. If you want help or you need insight or you need direction or you just need an ear to bend or just some greater understanding of how to cultivate your relationship with God, you can reach out to me at warinthespirit12 at gmail.com. I pray that you have a blessed week and I will see you next time.